the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. Uh, we are very excited because we get to bring you the coaching staff draft. That's right. We have drafted quarterbacks. We've drafted pass catchers. We've done the Oklahoma drill draft to highlight some of our favorite uh, linemen and running backs. Of course, the ones that we feel like would be good in the Oklahoma drill. And so we're going to bring it to a conclusion with something else that we did uh, a year ago, the coaching staff draft. Now, we're not going to build this all the way out to 10. We are not going to draft 34 analysts like Nick Saban has in Tuscaloosa. We are going to keep this uh, a little bit narrow just to let you, the listener, know we're going to have one head coach, one offensive coordinator, one defensive coordinator, and three wild cards. Those wild cards need to be position coaches. You cannot have another coordinator. You can't go out there and draft three OCs and then designate some of them as position coaches. It needs to be the position that they are in for the 2021 season. So gentlemen, before we get started, I have a proposal. Two proposals. Okay. I think we got to say no Saban. Why? Danny's getting screwed out of having the number one pick. How do you know that? I say we leave Saban on the board. It says Danny with the number one pick. I can, I promise you. If Danny's not going to take Nick Saban and I have the second pick, I'm extremely in favor of not having a no, no Saban rule. There you go. I yeah. promise you, I was not, my plan as it's unfolded now with the first time I've been able to have the number one overall selection, I am not going in the direction of Nick Saban. I'm just interested in wondering why Chip doesn't want Nick Saban to be eligible. Because it's too obvious. Yeah, six out of 12. Like when we start to compare our coaching staffs against each other, whoever has Nick Saban, I mean, you could have Nick Saban and Brian Van Gorder and you're still going to be like, I don't know, man, that you got Nick Saban. Yeah, but if you have Nick Saban and like five other bad coaches, who cares that you have Nick Saban? You need to, you need to okay. Recruit. All right. Well, you know what? I it was a proposal, and uh, and and it's why do you hate Nick's Chip? Hates Nick Saban. That's what this is about. Chip I was not, thinking he's tired of talking about Nick Saban. Wait he never I wants Nick Saban him. to be on the show again. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first step was when like we'd be playing two K a couple years ago, and you would have a no Warriors rule. Like don't you don't get to play the <laughs> with the Warriors. That's absolutely stupid. It is a video game team in real life, and when you play them on the video game, it's ridiculous. When I used to play NCAA football we'd have a no Alabama rule where it would be like listen whoever has Alabama I mean you could just run the ball like you do halfback dive all game and still probably end up winning this thing and so I was uh, taking that same video game mentality but and I also thought it'd be hilarious if we make a graphic out of it and Nick Saban is not drafted but <laughs> aside from the troll factor all right Nick Saban remains on the board 
It is. It has been ruled by the uh, the draft committee, which means. All right, the 2021 Cover Three Coaching Staff Draft. Danny, as he mentioned, has yet to have the number one pick in one of these. He has the number one pick. Uh, Bud has yet to have the number two. He has the number two. Tom has yet to have the number three. And uh, Chip has the number four for the second time. So I tried to make sure that we everybody had a new position uh, in the rotation for these six-round draft. Danny Cannell, Coaching Staff Draft, you are on the clock. All right. I am going to go in a different direction than Nick Saban, as I promised in the lead up to this discussion, because I have a plan that is unfolding that you will see is a master plan that is just going to work out to perfection. Because I think the head coaching options were only allowed one. You guys can take your top three and I'll just kind of wait and let them sit back and I'll have a great selection to choose from when I get to my head coach. Or possibly you guys go with coordinator. I don't know which way you're going to go. But when we did the was – it, was it the wide receiver draft, wide receiver tight end draft? Do you remember what team we continued to select from? Anybody? Oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was the Buckeyes. Do you know who is not only crushing it on the recruiting trail specifically, but also bringing those wide receivers to Columbus. God, I, hate you. I hate you so I much. This was going to be, going. This was this gonna gonna be, be my, my number one pick. pick. This is my yeah. number one on the board. <laughs> so I am going to take one Brian Hartline. He's God. got NFL clout from being a NFL player. He's one of the most aggressive, successful recruiters in the game. He's developed the wide receiver talent that he's got in Columbus. I want want somebody dynamic who's versatile who can do a lot at once this is about talent acquisition give me brian hartline as one of my wild card coaches to head up my recruiting staff but also coach my wide receivers i am pissed i thought i was going to be able to get him in the first round and didn't matter where i was picking he went with the first damn pick that was yeah that was the game plan Brian Hartline, number one on the big Let's board. Let's go. So. See, now I just threw all you guys for a – everything's flying around. Let's go. All right, bud. I don't, I, I, you know what? I don't think Brian Hartline should be eligible to be drafted. <laughs> it's too obvious. It's too, too obvious. Honestly, that was going to be my pick too because <laughs> I assumed that Danny would take Nick Saban because, as Chip said, you could, put, you could have like Nick Saban with Brian Van Gorder and probably still be in the conversation for this. Now, Team Bud will not be picking Brian Van Gorder to follow up this pick. But, yeah, I'm not going to waste our time here on the pod. It's Nick Saban. All right. And his turns to gold. Saban with the number two pick. You guys, this is – Never even heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's he done lately? I don't know who that is. Let's see what the staff looks like when it's all said and all done. Right. All right. I guess I got to go with option two since Danny took option one. Don't do it. I'm going to go the same kind of route. In fact, I'm going to the same staff. Don't do it. Don't you take I'm him. I'm taking defensive line coach no! from the Ohio State no! Buckeyes, Larry Johnson. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just think of all the, first of all, just think of the defensive linemen that have been developed at Penn State and Ohio State under Larry Johnson throughout his coaching tenure. And then combine his actual acumen of coaching up the defensive line, which I think is a very important position to have. 
and then acquiring that talent to begin with to mold them into first round NFL draft picks like he does with just constantly. So it's yeah. Unbelievable. Um, okay. So number one and number two on the big board are gone. Just gone. Now uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lock down defensive line because I do think that there is another defensive line coach who I had on my uh, big board. He has not only been a huge part of recruiting, but developing some of the best defensive linemen in the country uh, right there behind Larry Johnson. Cause I didn't think I was going to get two DLs. I thought I was going to be able to get Brian Hartline and Larry Johnson double Buckeye right there on the turn. But instead, with both of them off the board, uh, my final pick, uh, fourth pick, first round, I'm going to go Todd Bates, defensive line coach from Clemson. Um, I mean, you know, just just watch the defensive line this year. <laughs> of the wild cards, he was my number three. Okay. And now we've got a really – I need a clarification. Is Bill Biedenbaugh a coordinator or an offensive line coach? Because offensive he, line. Okay, because Lincoln's technically the coordinator, and I think Beanball's title might say co-OC. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Does that count then? I said, I think if you're, I think going think, forward, if you're a co and you're not a full, then you could still be hired as a as the coach position. Draft. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. I'm going to go from Oklahoma, Bill Beanball, uh, offensive line, just. The, the interesting thing is that even in years that are considered like down years where they don't win the Joe Moore Award as the best offensive line in the country, they're still turning out multiple NFL draft picks. And so uh, I, I think that the development that has been there, and he does a really good job and he will do a great job for CPU of being able to blend both spread and power running game uh, concepts to be able to make things happen. So first pick, second round, also going with a wild card spot, defensive line in the first round, offensive line in the second round, Bill Beanball, offensive line coach, Oklahoma. All right. So with, with my first pick, I took Larry Johnson. He's a lifer. DL coach is pretty much his entire career for Penn State for a long time, Ohio State. I'm going to get me another lifer here, somebody who I feel like I could have on my staff and I don't really have to worry about if I'm going to have to replace them. You know, I can get some consistency i take a guy who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the sport who has been at the same job forever, despite rumored interest in him as a head coach multiple times. Taking Brent Venables. Love it. I mean, that's that's hard to go wrong. Is he the DC one nationally? Uh, it depends on what you think about the, about, about the signal stealing, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, but, I mean, he, but as much as you steal signals, though, I don't think it gives you that much of an edge. I think there's a slight edge, but it. I think it's overvalued. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think you have that much success for as long as he's had at multiple stops, and it just be because you've got signals. Does that make yeah. sense? Yep. And I, I think yeah. the combination of Larry Johnson coaching up my line and Venables coordinating my defense is very solid foundation for my staff. Because when we think about some of the top defensive coordinators in the country, I think that some of the ones that used to hold a spot in that argument have fallen off. I mean, Don Brown lost his job. He used to be able to say that, you know, what, 2018 or so, the Michigan defenses were phenomenal against everybody but Ohio State. But, you know, you would be mentioning his name in competition. I think that, you know, there's some other defensive coordinators. I don't want to you know, spoil my board that are on the rise. I think Brent Venables 
even with the how you feel about sign stealing, I think he's DC one based on track record. Like he's just got a longer time of being a elite defensive coordinator for national championship contenders. Also, we don't we don't mind skirting the edges here. If we can find an advantage and use that advantage to our advantage, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to win football games, gentlemen. Yeah, go go do a uh, sugar huddle. You know, mm-hmm. figure out a way to beat it. All right, Bud, you've got who's joining Nick Saban. So I, I also want to bring this up. Well, I guess I'll make the pick and I'll say it. I'm taking Tony Elliott. Um, I mean, you give me Nick Saban and then Tony Elliott. I, I feel like that is just an awesome start. I, I I could draft Chip, Tom, Danny, and Bud with the next four, and I still feel like we're in this thing. I will run your defense for you. I mean, hell, you're just going to do what Nick Nick tells you to do, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, for uh, the most part. <laughs> you better. Did, did you guys have a, a better list of defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators. I feel like. Yes. Yes. Well, because like, a lot of the offensive coaches, head keep coaches. getting hired. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, like I, I had three guys on my OC list and then I stopped. I had seven on my DC list who I was like, I'm going to wait. Cause I feel like, like any of these guys is really, really good. Um, like he was kind of the architect of that, that Clemson offense. I know he was co with Jeff Scott for a while. I, I think Jeff Scott's a really good coach as well. I think a little, probably a little better recruiter than Tony was. Tony's still a good recruiter, you know, really good scheme guy. And I think he'll be a head coach pretty soon. So uh, for now, he's on my team. So in the same way that we saw Ohio State wide receivers fly off the board in the pass catchers draft, we, uh, we already have um, two Ohio State position coaches and two Clemson coordinators gone here through seven picks, which takes us back to Danny for the final pick of the second round and the first pick of the third. All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to shore up my defense. I'm going to get the guy who was one of the hotter coaches in the uh, entire country last season If you watched Cincinnati's defense, what they did with less talent than everybody else, I think you see a clear reason why Notre Dame hired him away from there as he was the Broyles Award finalist, defensive coordinator of the year for our 24-7 sports. Uh, While he was at Cincinnati, uh, hired to run Notre Dame's defense, I'm going to go Marcus Freeman, who I think is one of the – looking for somebody who's going to have long-term sustained success. I got a young staff uh, that's going to be exciting, that's going to be able to relate to the players in this new name, image, and likeness era, that's going to be able to recruit. So, But also, fantastic schematically. Both of them have some NFL history in their backgrounds, and Brian Hartline uh, and Marcus Freeman. But give me Marcus Freeman to head up my defense. It's a good Next recruiter, th- too. What's that? He's a good recruiter, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like for, That's for gotta be like he's a very good recruiter. That has to be a priority uh, in this exercise, which we're doing. You have to be versatile in this exercise. All right. I, for my next pick, since I have back to back picks here, I am going to go. This is where I think it gets a little bit interesting. I'm going to go. with Carl Scott, defensive backs coach at Alabama, to pair with Marcus Freeman to shore up not only my defense with the secondary being locked down now, but also one of the top recruiters in the country. Brings in, like, 
Bud, you got Nick Saban. I got a guy from the Nick Saban school that's got a, stolen all that information at that place, which is the, you know, the place where coaches go to rehab their careers, except he doesn't need to rehab his career. He's just starting it. I'm going to take Carl Scott from Alabama staff for my defensive backs coach. I like that a whole lot. I mean, that's, that's a really good pick. Good recruiter, you know, loyal Saban guy. He was on my list, eh? No, uh, I mean, no, no surprise there, I guess, but like, but that's a solid pick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go defense here for my next pick as well. Guy who's an awesome recruiter. He knows Nick Saban's system uh, because he coaches in it right now, basically at Georgia. And that's Georgia linebackers coach, Glenn Schumann. Georgia pretty much always has awesome linebacker play. He's a hell of a recruiter. He knows the system. I, I, I don't know what else I need to say here. R- rising star in the game for sure. Glenn Schumann. How old is he? Like, what was Glenn? Uh, he was born in '90, so yeah, he's uh, like he's 31. 31. Yeah, yep. Rising. I don't think he was much older than 30. He, he was a GA at Bama uh, from. Uh, oh, he was an undergrad assistant under Nick, 2008, 2011. Uh, I was also there for 2007, 2010. Not as a GA, but right across the street at the law school. And in 2011 to 14, he was a GA, and then he was their director of player development. And then uh, last four, last five years, he's been Georgia's linebacker coach slash co DC. Are y'all pals? Uh, no. Oh. no, not in like we hate each other, but just like no, we, 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 don't, we don't hang out. Yeah, yeah. word. Um, all right, Glenn Schumann, linebackers coach from Georgia, rising star in the industry. He's got Saban, Elliott, Schumann. Tom has Larry Johnson and Brent Venables, uh, defensive line and defensive coordinator filled. Where are you going to be going here in the third round? <sighs> Between two guys here, trying to figure out which one you're less likely to take. Um, I'm going to get another recruiter, another position coach, somebody who can help me acquire the talent that I'm going to need. I'm heading down to College Station, going to the wide receiver room, and I'm taking a guy who is recruited in the SEC for a very long time. I'm taking Damian Craig. Tom is <laughs> going for it. <laughs> and he will fight for you. Mm-hmm. That's right. He will, yeah. Damian Craig yeah, will throw literally. punches <laughs> if he needs to. All right. What's is it? Uh, a M E Y U N E. Yeah. D A M E Y U N E. Yeah. Don't don't fall for this gentle facade, gentlemen. I'm I'm, I'm out here to kill. <laughs> um, I like that a lot. Uh, I am not going to be going with a position coach, so uh, I, you might I might be doing you a favor, but I, I do know that similar to. What Bud was saying earlier, my the list of offensive coordinators that I'd be really excited about is shorter uh, than the list of defensive coordinators that I'd be really excited about. With Tony Elliott off the board and with me having kind of wishy-washy feelings about how things look at the three, four, and five spot, I got to get one of my top two OCs, go ahead and lock it down. Um, somebody who I think uh, is going to have some some interest uh, building. He's sort of come up, he's coached everywhere and he's been successful. He's got like the, you know, you, you do the full bingo board of the different levels of football that he's coached at and he's done a fantastic job. Go ahead and hark the sound of those Tar Heel voices. We're going with Phil Longo, offensive coordinator from the University of North Carolina. Up in the DMs. Yep. That's he's right. on the board. <laughs> he is a fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Phil Longo gets things going. And the, the same Just thing that I was pandering that was well, the same do, do, thing. Well, hold up. Do, do you get responses to him? 
or do you just get the auto-generated graphics that he DMs it that everybody follows him? I have I have had conversations with him. Okay. Hey, Phil, connect. Let's, let's get us in touch with like uh, who do who do we want to get from from UNC's offense? Do we go Josh Downs as a cover three endorsement? Maybe. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, we'll work I on was that. Down on Coach Tony. I was going to say I saw Sam Howell hired as an agent, so I figure he's going to be too expensive. Hundred, one hundred percent. We're not going to be able okay, to. We, uh, we want somebody who's not represented by an agent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, so with Phil Longo getting my OC spot filled, and I, and I feel really good about that. I've got uh, I've seen a lot of my wild cards fly off the board, and and I've already filled a spot, so I can't jump on a few of my exciting sneaky picks. We just we just got to keep it uh, you know keep it around here. So let's go ahead and fill up DC rising star in the industry. I think that he is going to be um, given Venables a run for his money. If the Sooners have the kind of season that many are expecting. And if the defense is a big part of it, we'll, we'll start to have a real debate about whether Alex Grinch is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Um, but right now I, I like where he's at. So, you know, he and Beanball obviously have a good relationship. We're going to have the, the power run game, the spread principles, and Alex Grinch, who also, you know, has that linebacker's background, which means we've got some balance with Todd Bates as my defensive line coach. Grinch, come on down. Uh, you are the DC for my coaching staff. Perfectly good. I like that a lot. Yep. Grinch, probably going to be a head coach soon. So it's good you got him in and this now. draft because if we do this again next summer, you're probably not going to be able to get him as a coordinator. Uh, God. All right, I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to follow Bud's lead here because this is this is a dog pod, and we've only had one dog coach taken. So I'm going to round out my wild cards with George's run game coordinator, former associate head coach. I'm taking Del McGee. Tom is not playing when it comes to getting guys on the trail. <laughs> you got Damian and Dell. I what, what what does it come down to at the end of the day? Who's got the better players? players? All right. So were you upset, Danny? Was no, that- no, no. I'm I'm this is playing out perfectly. Oh, and, and, <laughs> it's coming back around perfectly. Does does Are Bud you, have, you want to guess what Danny's going for? Well, I got to figure out what is what is Bud well, now, need. So I, go ahead, just go ahead. I mean, Danny needs an, OC, needs an OC and a head coach and another position coach. Mm. All right. Working out. Perfectly. Looking at my list, trying to figure out what he's got in mind here. I mean, he's probably got some of these trash OCs in mind that are going to get picked <laughs> right on the corner since all the good ones are gone. <laughs> all right, bud, your fourth pick. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Utah, actually. I think this guy is a solid recruiter, and I think he's actually a really good coach. Somebody who's rising up. Um, Don't say Morgan. No, Scott. actually, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Okay, um, not 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 actually doing that one. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go to Texas. I'm going to back off that. Go to Texas. Jimbo system is very tough on guys. It's it's intricate. He asks his offensive line coach to teach and have his guys execute a lot of different blocking schemes and protections. It's not easy to teach. I've talked to one of his former OCs before who you know thinks it's a whole lot to teach college kids. And yeah, I think Josh Henson has done a nice job of it there with the Aggies. They had some blue chip talent on the offensive line, but not necessarily, you know, across the board, all five stars. He's done a really good job. 
And uh, I'm going to have Josh Henson be my offensive line coach. I will always be obnoxious and obnoxiously excited about Texas A&M referring to its offensive line as the Maroon Goons. I don't know why I love that, but in their game notes, the sports information department lists out and they quote it like this. The average height and weight is like six, five, 325 pounds per goon. They do per goon statistics for the Maroon Goons. Uh, Great pick there. Josh Henson, offensive line coach from Texas A&M. Danny has it all broken just the way that you wanted. It has because We've had a we've had a run on all these position coaches. There are some really good head coaches available. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of my head coach at this spot. Who now I want versatile staff, like guys that can recruit and coach their position. And in a head coach, I want the best offensive mind in the game. The guy who now I'm a little worried because I could lose him to the NFL because they come calling every single year. But it doesn't matter the quarterback, whatever transfer it is, if it's in-house or a transfer, the system works. Give me Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma as my head coach and my play caller. So I am getting two for one bang for my buck. Speaking of bang for my buck, as one of my wild card picks, I'm going to go with somebody. Nick Saban gets a ton of credit for the success, the dynasty has built. I think one of the guys who was a integral part of that, who is no longer there. And I think it is, I think Urban Meyer said this one time, like this is one of the most important hires you're going to make. And obviously he misplayed this in Jacksonville when he misplayed it massively. So I want Scott Cochran, but in a staff of only six coaches, not only is he going to run my special teams, but he's going to head up my strength and conditioning program because those guys, you need to build the talent that you get. So we've amassed the talent with the recruiting staff that we have. Now we need to develop them in the weight room and we need to motivate them. And that is all Scott Cochran does. And now he can run my special teams. Like I am getting so much bang for my buck with this staff. I am thrilled with the way it's playing out. So give me Scott Cochran, special teams coach slash strength and conditioning coordinator for my team. Oh, uh, what what's that, Jerry? You you you, you want to talk, Danny's Danny's head coach? Okay. Um, no, man, great great picks. I <laughs> I will say, like, there are folks at Bama who will tell you they upgraded in their strength and conditioning substantially after Cochran left for Georgia. Like, they're very happy with Dr. Matt Ray and the different direction they took that thing as far as injury avoidance. And I think it's just such small sample set. How can you say, like, oh, we, we got better as far as not having injuries? But Bama did stay pretty healthy, you know, other than, what, Waddle last year, I guess. Um, they're pretty happy they're in Tuscaloosa. But that's an interesting pick because I, I think there are more strength coaches out there who want to become position coaches, and it's really been a, a, difficult, uh, a difficult barrier to cross. So I got to pick somebody. Let's go! All right. I mean, I just have so many DCs left who I, I still like. Um, probably can't pick Antonio Pierce at this point, given the, you know, what. <laughs> why not? Uh, hey, I, I, why hey, not? I, I oh, okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were you thinking about it? I mean, he's on my board. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of running into somewhat of a renegade program here. So. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Antonio Pierce and with name, image and likeness, we're just going to route, you know, the, the stuff for these flights through some businesses and some shell companies and uh, get, give me Antonio Pierce to be, well, wait, is he a DC? Yeah. Oh, then never mind. I'm not, not using my DC spot. I thought on. he was through. Is he the DC? He's like the assistant head coach co-DC, but I think he got the DC alone by himself, which was part of the power struggle, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to use my, my, my DC spot. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh. Um, just on him. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just go. I'll, I'll go ahead and take a DC here. So Marcus Freeman's off the board. Venables is off the board. Alex Grinch is off the board, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's one that stands out to me. But I'm yeah. Give I'm, me Jim. Give, give me Jim Leonard. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think he does a tremendous job without a ton of recruited talent. Uh, with my guy Nick Saban, I feel like he'll have really good recruited talent to work with, and uh, the, like the, the meshing of those minds there is is going to be pretty fun to watch in Budtown. His his defenses are just very interesting to watch. There's it's nothing like mind melting new but there's just there's little twists when you watch it you're like oh okay and and they're coached very well and they're very disciplined and like you said it's not it's not like wisconsin's got a bunch of four and five stars out there on defense they're they're one of those programs that is you know getting old and staying old and those guys are all learning the same system and they're just kind of perfecting it it's like it's not a coincidence why that defense is really good every year exactly right all right tom okay well Let's see. I got to take an OC. I got to take a head coach. Chip doesn't have a head coach yet, so I should probably take the head coach first. I'm going to go with a head coach that, I mean, he calls plays. I'm not really getting him to be my play caller, though. If he wants to keep calling him, it's, hey, it's his staff. He's going to be able to do what he wants to do. But the reason I'm taking this coach is that not only did he take over at a very powerful program, but I think early signs are, especially when it comes to the recruiting trail, that he has improved the recruiting at a program that was already one of the best recruiting programs in the country. And maybe you could say that's partially built on the guy he preceded or you know succeeded there. I'm taking Ryan Day because I think that through two years at Ohio State, Ryan Day has shown offensive acumen enough to where he's getting interest from the NFL. But he's also very in tune with, like I said, the accumulation of talent and he knows how important it is. So I think that's a very important mix with what I have on my staff so far. Mm. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> and you, you already hired him a defense coordinator, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's I big. got Venable. So I've really got, you know, you've, you've got the head coach who outsmarted Venables and Venables. Yeah. Yeah. And a coach that I think will leave Venables and those guys, you know, to he'll he'll let them run their defense. So that is uh, that is my head coach number one. That was uh, that was absolutely what I was hoping for. And you made a, a smart decision in trying to uh, to, to go in there and uh, go in there and s- snatch him away. All right, to round this thing out, I need a head coach and I need one more wild card. Um, for head coach. I'm going to go with Brian Kelly. Uh, I wow. was pretty. Oh, You're going to get yelled at. So oh, my bad. goodness. Oh, Chip, you just doomed us. Why? Because I didn't pick Dabo? 
Yeah. Oh, man, they're going to be so mad at us. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I, I think that Brian... We've got a, enough, you know, strong personalities on this staff. We got a, enough, you know, future head, potential future head coaches and somebody like Alex Grinch or maybe Phil Longo ends up getting the tap to come up. I, I kind of think that uh, the the managerial side of Brian Kelly that has come out over the last several years, the way that he's been willing to, to reboot, you know, the strength and conditioning program, make a couple key hires and, and just sort of create something that works for Notre Dame, you know, create a program development, a pipeline, the way that he's been able to evaluate players like, you know, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa comes in, he's what scout team freshman year and it slowly builds up into becoming an NFL draft pick and an all American. And we just see that continue year after year when I've got all of these other coaches that I, I trust to be able to do their job at a really high level, I, I kind of like uh, where Brian Kelly is at, you know? I mean, he's he got more respect from me when everybody was trying to tell him about the Notre Dame problem. And he's like, guys, did you guys see Clemson this year? Like, you know, did you guys see what Alabama is? They were really good. Didn't Dennis come out in the postgame press conference? The Dodd father comes in. He says, you know, like, Coach, is this another example of Notre Dame falling short? He goes, no, this is an example of that Alabama team being awesome. I, I like the way that he's a, a straight shooter. Give me Brian Kelly as my head coach uh, from Notre Dame. I think he's a top five coach in all of college football, and I, I like his fit here uh, with the rest of my staff. And then finally, one last wild card left. I'm between two different options, but I got to go with the one that I'm most comfortable with. He also brings some Saban dust. He also has uh, been around the SEC. He is now in the Big 12. I'm going to go with Jeff Banks, a special teams coach, phenomenal recruiter, can also chip in with like tight ends. I assume that he can uh, just really be able to be a plug and play in a lot of different spots. So my final wild card is Jeff Banks, special teams coach from Texas. Good pick. Great pick. <sighs> yeah. I didn't need it, but you know, so I'm not hurt. I know Bud's hurt, but <laughs> I'm, but I might be hurting you again here. Cause you may have tipped your hand a little bit earlier. Uh, this is, I got, I got to take an offensive coordinator. And I have Ryan Day as my head coach, so I feel like he's probably going to want to hold on to the play calling duties, but still, I, there's another offensive mind who I've kind of always enjoyed watching their offenses. He's maybe not the biggest name on a national level, but I think his offenses are, are, are entertaining. I think that he's, he's a good play caller. I think he's got good timing on his play calls, and he sets things up pretty well. Uh, I'm taking Andy Ludwig from Utah. You're back. Great call. Playing out perfectly. <laughs> this is playing out so great. <laughs> this could be good for Danny. And I, I, I wasn't sure we were going to go with there. Does everybody have an OC now? Nope. Nope. Mm. Uh, but Danny's the only one who doesn't. So I'm the only one left. I was going to ask, do we have to there, take one? I will. There's, there, there were, yeah. Yes, you do. Okay. I'll take one. I got this falling perfectly right to my lap. I bud. So I had I had three on my board and two are still available. Um, so I need to pick one guy. Mm-hmm. Wild card. I really want for a wild card. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. I feel like I need. I had a guy who's a. Ri- Wait a second. 
Is he available? I, I, I think I just found a guy who, who, uh, who I, I like quite a bit. Is he a great recruiter from the West Coast? He's not. Well, I don't think he's West Coast. Um, he's an offensive guy. I want somebody who knows Ryan Day's system in case he goes up against him You know, in the, in the playoff. Give me Tony Alford, assistant head coach and running backs at Ohio State. Good recruiter, guy who knows how to coach. I, I think that's a good pick. All right. Yep. Danny. All right. It comes down to me. I need an offensive coordinator. I'm going to go with somebody who – so I have Lincoln Riley, right? That's why I was like, do I need an offensive coordinator? Um, you know, there could be a power struggle there if you have somebody. But I want somebody who's already existed and exists currently in a situation where you have one of the best offensive minds as the head coach – and then the offensive coordinator is having success underneath him. Give me Jeff Levy, Ole Miss's offensive coordinator, to pair with Lincoln Riley. I can only imagine the evil genius schemes they will come up with working together with the talent that Brian Hartline is going to give them. Oh, my! I love the way my staff is working out. So give me Jeff Levy as my offensive coordinator. I, there's one. So I will, since it's out there, uh, and everyone's picks are done. It was between him or Matt Luke to run my offensive line because I do think offensive line should be a priority. But since I was in a spot where I had used all my wild cards and needed an offensive coordinator, that settled it for me. But I was giving strong consideration to Matt Luke uh, if I didn't have to take an offensive coordinator. Uh, Danny, do you need to split soon or can we hit a break, come back and do a little bit of analysis? Uh, I got a few more minutes. Okay. All right. Coming up on the other side, running down all these coaching staffs and some of the best available from our big boards. Next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, Cover 3 listeners, I, I got some awesome news for you. And it's that we are finalists in the sports category of the People's Choice Podcast Award. I mean, we appreciate all that you guys do for us, and we hope that you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance all the way to the final round. To nominate the Cover 3 podcast, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up, then toggle down to the sports category. We've included the link at the top of the episode description as well, so open up the episode description and you'll find it. It's podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. Toggle down to the sports category and vote to nominate the Cover 3 podcast. The trilogy is upon us. UFC 264. It's Conor McGregor facing 
Dustin Poirier on July 10th. The series is tied one-to-one with each fighter owning a knockout win, but there's only one place to get all of your UFC 264 coverage, and that's Morning Combat with Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. The boys will be live in Las Vegas all week to interview fighters and preview this massive fight, so make sure you check out Morning Combat for all your UFC 264 coverage by visiting youtube.com slash morningcombat, that's combat with a K, on any podcast platform. So Danny has... uh, I'll go ahead and just sort of build out the staff. Uh, Lincoln Riley, head coach, tick, taken in the fourth round. Offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby in the sixth. Defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman in the second. His wild cards, Brian Hartline, wide receiver coach in the first. Uh, Carl Scott, defensive backs coach, Alabama in the third. And Scott Cochran, special teams coach from Georgia in the fifth. Bud got Nick Saban, head coach, in his first round. Tony Elliott, offensive coordinator, in the second round. Jim Leonard in the fifth from Wisconsin. Wild cards, Glenn Schumann, linebacker coach from Georgia in the third. Josh Henson, offensive line coach, Texas A&M in the fourth. Tony Alford, running back coach, Ohio State in the sixth. Tom, head coach, Ryan Day, offense in the fifth. Uh, offensive coordinator Andy Lugwood in the sixth. Defensive coordinator Brent Venables in the second. The wild cards are Larry Johnson, defensive line coach, Ohio State in the first. Damian Craig, wide receivers coach, Texas A&M in the third. And Del McGee, running back, running backs coach, Georgia in the fourth. Uh, Chip has head coach Brian Kelly, offensive coordinator Phil Longo. In, Brian Kelly in the fifth, Phil Longo in the third. Defensive coordinator Alex Grinch in the fourth. Wild cards are Todd Bates from Clemson, defensive line coach in the first. Bill Beanbaugh, offensive line coach from Oklahoma in the second, and then Jeff Banks, special teams coordinator in the sixth. Thoughts? I mean, is the Dabo thing going to be the biggest headline here? That we had a we had a head coach draft and somebody who who's won two national championships in the last five years didn't get picked. I'm sure some Bama fans won't appreciate Nick Saban didn't go number one overall, but I think if you look at the way the draft played out. Like, I know Bud jumped all over him, but I felt like there were so many solid options at head coach. It was worth waiting it. And I don't think there was that much of a significant difference from all the head coaches that we selected. And I would even put Dabo in that category as well. Like, in Ryan, now you can go off resumes, and and I love Dabo, and you can look at what he's accomplished. But I, like, is it that much different between him and Ryan Day or, um, you know, clearly there's there's Saban, there's that difference. And the Brian Kelly thing I think was interesting. So I would understand a Clemson fan getting upset with it. But I think you have to look as there's only four coaches selected. And if you look at priority of what you created your staff with, I think that kind of explains it. That won't stop Clemson fans from being upset about it, though. <laughs> I just want to know if like we if we polled our listeners one by one, just <clears throat> randomly selected them. How many listeners would we have to pull before somebody guessed Brian Hartline was the first pick of our draft? <laughs> a lot. Because they're not going we into the do, game we, theory. We should do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like from the Cover 3, somebody uh, tweet from the Cover 3 account, we had a coaching draft today. Who do you think went number one overall? We'll reveal it on Friday. When the Yeah, don't forget, this is... Uh, this but no write-in, right? You can't, have, you, can't, or you can't have multiple choice because then maybe they would figure it out. Right. We're doing right. write-in only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to put out a multiple. So can choice. I, can I ask Danny how he plans to manage the staff dynamic of Jeff Levy and Lincoln Riley? Lincoln Riley. Yeah, like you know about this, right? 
Is there a history there of bad blood with Oklahoma? Yes. Do you remember when Baylor had the guy who was spying on oh, Oklahoma God, on Tulsa's sideline? Yes. Do you remember who that guy was? Was that yes. Jeff Levy? Jeff Levy, who was then suspended for, for uh, you know, allegedly, of course, you're trying to pick signals that Oklahoma was using. Like, that's going to be interesting. And at least Lincoln knows that Levy will, will go and do the work. And, yeah. and he's, not, he's not afraid to put in the hours. So this but is the I'm, way I, I would. Ex- oh, I should have drafted. So Levy. this is the way I would explain it, because, like football, there's hatred that runs across the college football circles, whether it's between players or between coaches. For instance, Chris Doring was a wide receiver at the University of Florida at the exact same time I was at Florida State. I hated him. Like I thought he was such a douche. I thought he was such a tool, and I was like, he's overrated, and I couldn't stand him. Then we got paired in the senior bowl together. And I was like, oh, wait a second. He's going to be one of my guys that I'm going to have to throw to. And I still kind of looked at him a little shady. But then once we were on the same team trying to accomplish the same goal, and I realized, oh, okay, he's not that bad of a guy just because he's a gator. Then we like hit it off and we're still like great friends to this day. So you just water under the bridge things that happened in the past. Now that I've written this big check to make him one of the highest paid coordinators in college football, now he's going to be on the same page as me. And like you said, bud, he'll be willing to do whatever it takes to win. I thought that Danny had the winning staff, but this bad blood inside the room is it's going to be really, really (laughs) tough to overcome. I thought y'all made some good offensive coordinator, uh, Picks Jeff Lebby, obviously with and Andy Ludwig. I I was staring. OC was really the hardest thing to come up. No with. Graham Harrell, no Sean Gleason, no Rhett Lashley. Yeah, Rhett Lashley was one I was considering as well. That was up there as probably my second choice. That's when I was celebrating uh, when Tom went with Ludwig. I was that that was like I thought maybe he would take Rhett Lashley. I thought I, I, I choice. I considered Graham Harrell. I just don't want to run the air raid. Mike Elko was another one that I thought was a really, yeah. really good defensive coordinator. He could have been in there. And we, we mentioned at the very beginning of the Dan draft. Lanning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Lanning. Um, the, the wild cards, uh, a couple that I wanted to highlight. If, if I couldn't get beaten ball, my backup plan was to go Jeff Quinn, offensive line coach from Notre Dame. And one of the things I like about Quinn is he also came from the strength and conditioning program, kind of working his way up within Brian Kelly's staff. And as we've seen the, the things change for the Irish on that side as well, I, I, I give him a lot of credit. And then I mentioned good recruiter out West, uh, Dante Williams, cornerbacks yep. coach from USC, was somebody else who I had, and uh, and it was going to be between Williams and Jeff Banks. I ended up going with Banks uh, in that one. Any other uh, wild cards or, or coordinators that uh, that stood out that didn't end up getting picked? Uh, an offensive coordinator I considered alongside Ludwig was Jeff Grimes, who was at BYU last year and will now be at Baylor. I just enjoyed that BYU offense. Uh, wild cards. I had Brian Williams from Maryland. Chris Partridge from Old Miss, Terry Smith from Penn State, Oscar Giles from Texas, uh, Nate Shieldhouse from Iowa State, and Corey Patterson from Illinois. That was those were the rest of my board for wild card picks. I actually realized I, I like my offensive line coaches quite a bit. Uh, I, in addition to all the ones you guys mentioned and picked, who, who I had on my list, I think Kyle Flood. Now he did have insane talent to work with there at Alabama, but they basically never allowed anybody to touch Mac Jones, uh, and then Brent Key. Also, who is at Georgia Tech, I, I think it's done a really nice job trying to get those guys to convert from you know, the triple option flex bone to something a little more 
I don't use the word pro style, but just not the, not the flex on triple. And he's done a nice job there previously was at Alabama and at UCF. So I think he's a good coach as well. Oh, oh and Marcus Woods, Marcus Woodson, the DB coach at FSU is a recruiting maven. And uh, like, obviously they, they played pretty poorly last year, but previously he had done a nice job coaching at Auburn. So he, he made my list too. Another offensive line coach that I didn't have on my board, but just popped in my head, Alex Mirabal at Oregon. Mm, that's a good one. That's a very, very good one. Uh, please let us know uh, whether either with a five-star review, with your comments, what coaches do you think uh, missed the cut? We, we'll definitely bring them up, and we can address this in a future mailbag episode. Get at us on Twitter at Cover3Podcast. You can follow each of us on Twitter. You can follow him at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, have a good weekend. Two. Yeah. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.